what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of the riz podcast this is episode 18 in this episode we've got a very special guest he goes by the name of naman ahmed now naman is the co-founder and director of crep protect crep protect are uh, an amazing company um, they are a premium brand within the shoe care industry now that doesn't sound too fun and exciting but what Noman has managed to do as well as his two brothers is to create a premium brand that complements any sneakerheads collection they've created a must-have product for anyone who buys sneakers and in doing so and in solving this seemingly mundane problem of cleaning shoes He's managed to build a company with his two brothers to a point now where seven years later they're turning over in excess of 31 million. Their products are shelved in the likes of Foot Locker and JD Sports around the world. And more impressive than that, they are the official license holder for Adidas's shoe care range. So anything that you see or buy, which is Adidas and shoe care, is made by Naman and his brothers and their team. The other reason why this interview is so, so special is because Naman and his brothers are very low-key. They don't like for their name to really be out there in the public. They would rather focus their energy into building their brand. However, after speaking with Naman over a period of time, he was happy to share some of his time with me and all of you guys who listen to the Riz podcast in the hope that even if one person benefits from it, he would be satisfied and he would be happy. So I hope that we're going to get more than one person who benefits from this. So make sure you listen to this interview from the beginning all the way until the end. There are some real, real gems and real amazing, inspiring stories that Naman has to tell in this interview, as well as some real tangible advice for entrepreneurs and anybody else who's trying to create something for themselves before we get into this video as always guys make sure that you like this video if you haven't subscribed already make sure that you subscribe and more importantly than anything else make sure that you share this video with some of your friends if you're listening to this video it means that you have a vision for your life it means that you want to make it so you need to make sure that the people around you are on the same level are on the same vibe and have the same understanding of the world and are of the same mindset of you. So make sure you share this with them so that they understand the principles of business that you're about to learn as well. And also don't forget to head over to norisknoris.com and check out the new collection that we've got out. Order yours today with 15% off using the discount code NEWS15 which will be linked down below. So without any further ado, this is the interview with Naman Ahmed, co-founder, director of Crep Protect. This is episode 18 of the Riz podcast. Enjoy. But, but yeah, it works. People appreciate that a lot. And especially That's amazing, Muslims bro. as well. There, there, there's a lot of good Muslim businesses, but they just need a break. Yeah. They need, <laughs> yeah. They need that break. Um, and for us, it's um, a lot of people don't even know. It's us guys behind Crop Protect. Bro, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I was on LinkedIn and I've just got basically like a habit. And by the way, we, we, we just, I've just started recording. Might as well yeah, just get straight into yeah. it. Um, so I've got a habit of basically like being able to find like successful and, you know, influential Muslims necessarily, whether they're out in the open or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, just do, by doing your research. And I think I saw you were like a judge um, for like a entrepreneurial business yeah. awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was like, I just saw the name Noman Ahmed. He's yeah, one of the okay, judges. Okay. Standard. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. who's Noman Ahmed? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Why is he a judge of this <laughs> yeah. entrepreneurial panel? Yeah, yeah. And I go to it and I read Undercover Brothers and Crep Protect. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I swear to you, I had no idea <laughs> yeah. Crep Protect was a Muslim owned business. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I'm saying that 
is because generally speaking, and it'd be good to get your take on this as well, Naman, but generally speaking, when you look at a Muslim business, you can kind of tell it's a Muslim business. Yeah, Not because yeah. of its niche, yeah, yeah. but just because of the, I would say, overall quality. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and the overall quality and the overall kind of depth to that brand is very surface level, I find. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But Crep Protect, you know, is a company which... It's it's changed culture, you know, and it's in its pushing culture. You know, you're very very much at the forefront forefront of uh, the hype culture, hip hop, rap, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, for me, when I found out that it was a Muslim owned business, you know, I I was inside very very like humbled and proud that yeah, like a yeah. business that is changing a culture which we're not necessarily associated with, <laughs> and you've kind of. You're, you're kind of pushing it really, really far now. Yeah, I think I think for us was it was it was very important for us for the business to be the focus mm-hmm. rather than the people behind the business, uh, and that's and that's a clear distinction where where we wanted to make sure that we challenge a traditional business. Shoe care has been around for many many years. Mm-hmm. Like didn't, didn't, you told someone I'm I'm going to the shoe care business. How exciting can Shuke be, right? Yeah. Um, so essentially, um, we, we were very clear on um, creating a premium brand that speaks to the consumer in an exciting way. Um, and and yeah, we, 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 we were the consumer. We were very passionate about shoes and trainers. And we wanted to create a, a, a premium brand that answers um, our needs as mm. a consumer. But more importantly... And we market the brand uh, in a premium way. So essentially, the customer is gravitating towards the brand rather than vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, a shoe care product traditionally um, is sold. It's sold. You go to you go to whether it's JD Sports or Foot Locker. Traditionally, you, you buy something. Any other sportswear store. And you buy some shoes. Someone tries to sell you shoe care. They push it down your throat. You buy it almost because you feel sorry for the guy behind the till. <laughs> you go home. It's always the upsell at the end, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. You go home, you throw it into your bathroom sink. There's yeah, no yeah. interaction. There's no brand loyalty. And, and there's no engagement. Uh, and that was a very cheap double sales, d- double glazed salesman technique. It was, it, was, it was almost like the chewing gum because it was always like at the exactly, till. Exactly. Or, you know, right then, do you exactly, want this? Exactly. And for us, and that, that we didn't like that sales approach. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that yeah, you 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 may you may get lucky and get a quick win, yeah, yeah. but you're not gonna get longevity and you're not gonna get a brand that you can sell at a premium price mm. point. So very very early on, we 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 determined that, and and me and my brothers were uh, every decision we made earlier on in the business. It was right if this is gonna maintain our premium price point. If it carries on letting us sell our spray at ten pound at JD Sports, mm-hmm. we're gonna do it. If it doesn't, we're not going to do that business section. Um, so Alhamdulillah, things 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 picked up quite well. Kind of, but but in, most importantly, the identity uh, of the brand mm. it, we resonate with the consumer quite well. Um, that that we we understand the market, we yeah. understand our consumer, and it's about talking to them in the right way. And we added um, some excitement to the shoe care mm. industry. And the, the, the shoe, like I said, shoe care industry has been around for many many years, decades. Yeah, yeah. But how do you make a once boring and ignored segment of the mm. market? How do you revitalize that and make that exciting? Okay, we didn't reinvent Shuka. We we just made sure 
that we we yes there's a lot of science behind the product to make sure it's it's premium and it works well on different types of materials but more importantly we spoke to the consumer exactly how they want to be speaking spoken to mm-hmm. customer walks in it's not it's not it's not a push sale anymore it's a pull sale the consumer knows about the product he knows that logo they they, they know the brand colors mm-hmm. they go in the store and then they tell the sales and the sales staff right that's the product i want rather than you being totally reliant on the sales staff if you're tr- right the sales staff you're only going to be as strong as your motivation i was just going to say uh, like crep protect is in the kind of in the ether of anyone who buys uh definitely definitely trainers that are like the the more premium you know when you spend like 100 pounds and more it's almost like why would you buy those trainers without spending the extra exactly. eight nine ten pounds to spray them exactly and protect them to keep them clean you know exactly. what i mean like exactly it's like the it goes hand in hand like you I wouldn't think, buy one without the other I anymore. think the challenge for us was to change the mindset of the consumer which we did quite well with the marketing quite early mm. on and this, is, this was the era of, of, of Instagram Instagram was, was coming up this mm. time and that was the era of Instagram where that came up and, and, and we, we, we used Instagram as a social platform and like, well, we're a shoe care brand that's got 1.5 million followers on Instagram <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's that, crazy. that would have been unheard of and we're not, we're not a we're not personally promoting a lifestyle. We're, we're literally we, we, we're a shoe care brand. So so um, the growth. You're, you're the you're the new generation. You're the millennials. Like um, you remember Kiwi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, hey, the shoe yeah, polish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's got that. In the, Back the, in the day, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. I remember that quite well, to be honest. Um, so so for us was changing the mindset of the consumer, but more importantly, we also had to change the mindset of the customers we're selling to, whether it's the stores or, or other sportswear retailers. Because accessories, to be honest, it was, if you're an accessory buyer in a business, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're seen to be a more junior level compared to the footwear buyer. Right, okay. So, so you work your way up. Exactly. So if you're, if you're yeah. an accessory buyer, yeah. and you're, it's like, all right, soon enough, you're, look, <laughs> you're, looking, you're looking to make that leap to become a footwear buyer. And that's what you're looking okay. for. Um, and and it was always right at the end of the at the end of the day's budget, whatever's left in the quarterly budget. All right, now now we'll allocate some to accessories. It's almost it seemed to be a, a, a lesser importance um, an impact on the business. So so changing that mindset was difficult even yeah, internally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think now um, we managed to do that quite well. Yeah, uh, we managed to do that quite well. We have. Um, um, accessory, um, we have accessory buyers now, which are seem to be much more senior, because Crep Protect um, brings significant revenue to businesses. Right. Um, that, that we sell to. Um, funny enough, we, um, the accessory buyer of um, Foot Locker now works for us. Um, no way. And, um, so, so, <laughs> so, so it's um, it's strange because uh, once shoe cares also seem to be quite ignored segment of the market yeah, no one yeah. really cares about it and it's really good that we, we've changed we've challenged the status quo yeah. we've changed people's mindset around shoe care and now it seems to be a very important part of the business yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which 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 had gone well and for us it's the constant challenge for us is just keeping the energy up and um, how do we keep innovating and keep bringing excitement around the brand yeah yeah because once that stops then obviously um um we, we need we may lose engagement with the consumer so we just have to continue to do that but we do it in a very authentic way we do it authentic we don't yeah. we don't we don't push 
and we do it in a nice, authentic, and organic way. The first, the first time I came across Crack Protect was with uh, is through a YouTube influencer who I, I think you you still work with because he just did a video recently with the uh, the crate, which was um, Kai Soma. Yeah. Um, and I think he he came out of the store. He bought a new pair of trainers. He did the he, he sprayed the Crack Protect, yeah. put the ketchup yeah. on it, and yeah. that was the first time I saw it, and I was like. That's such a simple idea, and this is going to kill it because yeah, it because yeah. like you said, you've done it authentically and organically. It's like okay, you've got you found someone who's in that space, who's an influencer within that particular niche, and he's proving the product mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to his audience and to mm-hmm. you know the rest of the world. Exactly. And uh, it was so impactful. Like after I saw that one advert, it might have been thirty seconds or forty yeah, seconds yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. It was just like. That just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would why would you not have that? Exactly. It was just it was just putting the spot, man, and letting people understand is 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 because the sneaker and streetwear industry now is is thriving. Mm. And when we started Prep Protect, it was if to be honest, now if you wore a pair of a collaboration rare piece of sneakers, you would look at someone on the on the train or university and say, "Oh, that guy knows about sneakers Mm. because he wore that." Nowadays. If you if you're wearing a pair of Yeezys, you're not particularly a sneaker. Yeah, yeah, you you're just follow the trend. You, yeah. you, you just want to be bang on trend. Yeah, so it's become <laughs> yeah. a lot more commercial. Um, um, and is that so, a good thing for your uh, business? Yeah, it is good. It is good, but it's very important for us to to maintain our roots as 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 our core consumer being the sneakerhead. Okay, and um, that's important for us. At the, but at the same time, also offer a solution for the masses. Mm. So just finding that balance, which is which is which is quite key for us. Yeah. Um, and the sneakerhead, we we worked with sneakerheads from the start. So when we first started Preppertech, we wouldn't sell to um, the larger stores. We 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 stayed it. We kept it very um, um, grassroots. Mm. Um, we work we worked with um, a be- sneaker boutiques all over Europe, including Germany. Where one of the biggest sneakerhead markets there are, right? Um, okay, and we worked with them, and we done collaboration product where mm-hmm. we co-brand the product, mm-hmm. and that gave us a lot of authenticity um, and a good following around the sneaker community, which then uh, replicated into a more commercial stores, who who then recognised um, our name in the yeah. in the market, and then Alhamdulillah, the, the the growth we've had has been quite significant. Yeah. So just just for anybody or for everybody who's listening to this, um, by way of introduction, uh, that that in itself was um, that didn't give you a clue as to who I'm speaking to. Uh, I'm just going to tell you who it is. Um, I'm speaking to Noman Ahmed. Noman Ahmed is one of the co-founders and directors for uh, Crep Protect. Crep Protect uh, are one of the fastest growing companies in the in the UK uh, and uh, the fastest growing and one of the most reputable brands within the sneaker sneaker care sneaker head and foot care industries um, now as as I mentioned earlier on uh, in the in the interview 10 15 minutes earlier that um, I just stumbled across uh, across Noman um, it wasn't that you know Noman's profile was everywhere and I, I could see uh, you know so much about his life and everything like that and it was it was that that intrigued me more that um, you know someone who has built this huge amazing company um, you know keeps himself undercover uh, hence the name undercover brothers. Um, so what I just wanted to do is is get to know your kind of story a little bit better from I suppose your your grassroots and your early days and 
The reason why I always ask these questions to um, guests that appear on the podcast is because for people out there who are 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years old, it's good for them to be able to kind of understand what other people were on, what other people were doing. It's not that, you know, you were born with your father giving you this crap protect business, you know. It was a journey to, to get to there. Yeah. And everybody's on their journey. And, and the audience of this podcast are generally people who are striving for something better. You know, they're striving for something more. So you mentioned earlier you, you're from Ealing. You're born in born in UK, born and raised in Ealing in UK? Or? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I was born in the UK. Um, I was actually born in a town up north called Burnley. Okay. Um, <laughs> and my my dad um, left Burnley to, to give us a better chance okay. at, at, at opportunities. Um, um, so, so I think um, credit to my dad. Mm-hmm. He um, he he took the leap of faith. Obviously, transitioning from 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 a town um, in in Yorkshire, or Lancashire, yeah, yeah, and then transitioning to the to to, to, to London, yeah, um, in terms of expense and uh, and the risks behind that. My dad took the leap of faith. We moved when I was one years old. Um, so essentially, been in London all my life. Right. Okay. Um, we were born and brought up in Wembley, mm-hmm. um, and we still got that family home, and we all live very local still. Um, and our London identity resonates f- through the brand quite, and that's an important part of our identity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so boredom, uh, brought up in London, uh, well, in the UK. Yeah. Uh, moved to London. My brothers are older than me, so they mm. were. Seven and nine, okay. Um, seven and nine when they came to uh, when, when they came to London, uh, and since then we just lived a, a normal life. Um, um, credit to my dad, we we see my dad work really hard. Um, 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 growing up, um, being um, from an uneducated background, um, and and very much um, a man who who worked with his hands mm. and, and and labor intensive. Um, so seeing that and just uh, more importantly just earning a, a good halal living mm. uh, and that was what we were we, we were around my mom used to sew um, um, do some sewing at home and look after at the same time um, and then my brothers as they got of an age um, teenagers they done paper rounds so we were very much um, um, taught to work hard mm-hmm. and, and, and but more importantly for us is just to say united mm. um, that's why the closeness uh, between the, even my sisters but and the brothers is uh, we're pretty unified um, yeah. which 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 was very important for us from from a very early age because uh, our strength as a business has, has come through yeah um, unity and and, and and having uh, and having a force to be reckoned with so mm. to speak um so my dad um he he kind of instilled that into you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a quite a tender age, and he. How how does that happen though? Because if you've got like um, you know, you've got two older brothers. You're the youngest of the the three brothers, and you've got sisters as well. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be lots of conflict. Different personalities are you know clearly going to arise from it. Um, I think that was your brother who I saw earlier, right? Uh, no, no, no. That that was uh, my brother's not here today. Okay, um, okay. Um, but but similarly, I think. For 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 my brothers, it was essentially um, that they were they they used to involve me 
from quite a young age and then anything they were doing okay. I used to know their friends I used to sit with their friends so so for me I, I grew up quite quick yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I grew up quite quick and, and yeah, I almost had uh, uh, my, my brothers were, were we had a good friendship mm. uh, which allowed um, us to obviously always confine in each other discuss ideas not dis- disregard one another so so for me my my brother's friends as as I grew up and my brothers I learned a lot from them mm. uh, I learned a lot from them and it allowed me to mature quite quickly uh, but more importantly um, uh, my, my dad always encouraged us to try new things um, he always encouraged us to try new things my dad wasn't um, um, the person to say look yeah fine study um, and, um, get a qualification and get a job definitely uh, but if there's other ideas you have and that's where the entrepreneurial right, spirit okay. came from. Because yeah, at one point, my dad also had a restaurant. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So being a man who, who wasn't educated, but really really interested in business, um, he pushed himself. And mm. then because he had that drive um, to be his own boss. And I, I find business. that people that don't have uh, degrees, you know, people that have that type of story, they've come over, they've, they've taken these risks, there's no qualification. It's, what, it's like one of those, it's like, um, someone who's just burnt their ships. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I've got to make yeah, it yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. what I mean. We've got to do this. Yeah, and, and I think the encouragement. It was a, it was a fine balance between my my mum was. If, if we were to um, describe it in, in simple terms, my dad was a risk taker. Mm. Uh, my mum was a safe bet. Right. Okay. Um, so so to have the balance was good. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. good because you you couldn't completely be a risk taker yeah, yeah. and be irrational. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then obviously, so it was good to have the balance. <laughs> yeah. But my dad definitely encouraged us to try new things. Um, we 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 lived in a family home in terms of commitment. Um, um, there was there was less risk really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so me and my brothers all used to work together from mm. from a young age. Okay. Was, Buying and selling cars, whether it's then we then figured out we spent a lot of time um, um, on computers and internet and, uh, and and me and my brother, my bro- middle brother Imran was in IT, mm-hmm. so he was very interested in computers and building his own computers, and I was around that. Mm-hmm. So I I then was very interested in that, and then naturally I then used to build computers and sell it to people at school. Right, okay. So so a lot of the a lot of the time it was it was very much just jumping on new ideas yeah. and, and commercializing something that you got you're passionate yeah. and, and, and quite interested in. So so your oldest brother then I'm guessing that um he himself is quite entrepreneurial as well, right? Yeah, all of us. All okay. of us. All so the re- the reason that I, I mentioned him is because uh usually you'll see that the younger one is more risk taking than yeah, the rest yeah. because like you said yeah, yeah. you've kind of seen all the mistakes that they've made yeah, they can yeah, teach you all yeah. they can give you game yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, i mean from yeah. when from their perspective so the fact that um the oldest brother out of the three of you is also entrepreneurial yeah kind of it, you know sparks it in the next one and then the next one which is which is nice because mm-hmm. it means that whatever your crazy ideas are it's going to be in a nice it, environment definitely you know? and it used to be open forum or oh, me, me me and my two brothers just share a room Okay, uh, and that and that in itself was was we was we were talking at night, coming up with new <laughs> ideas. Um, internet came about. We we then came across um, eBay, sold a few things on eBay, uh-huh. and so this is really good. We bought some. We used to buy um, some clothing items from from people from wholesalers in the UK, and that then got us thinking like, if we're buying them from people in the UK, I wonder where they're buying it from. 
Mm. And then we saw, uh, and then we we then looked online, and we then we figured out the whole world of importing from China. Uh, and a lot, how old are you at this point? At this stage, I was probably around fifteen. <laughs> so you're yeah. figuring out how to yeah. import from China. Yeah. At this at this stage, yeah, we're, yeah. we're figuring out new gadgets. Um, yeah. Importing from trying to understanding the custom duty. So you've always been on your hustle since, like, I'm guessing from a from a very from secondary a, school from, from a very tender age. Yeah, at, yeah. at high school, I would I it it was just about commercializing good ideas. Okay. So even in high school, like I said, I used to, I used to sell um, a lot of computers mm-hmm. uh, with the support of my brother. I used to sell a lot of computers to a lot of people at, at high school where they were gamers, so they wanted gaming PCs. Right, okay. uh, and I knew I, I, I was a gamer myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we it, it was good because that that gave you a lot of competencies and attributes, which which allowed you to say, look, margin. How much margin was I making mm. on, the, on each PC? Is it worth it? What should I make a commercial decision? Should I do it? Is it worth the hassle? And more importantly, customer service. Mm. I was, I was, I was. Well, PCs sometimes used to crash, and I always used to be there to yeah, to, yeah. To, to support. So as time went on, we started to import bits and bobs from China. Just it was just a whole new world, um, importing from China. So look, this is some crazy gadgets, and look how cheap <laughs> yeah. it is. Um, so I think as time goes on, then you understand how to communicate. You know, these times you're you're talking to uh, these was MSN messenger days, yeah, yeah. and you're messaging. You you're you're understanding how to negotiate. Um, negotiate better prices, mm-hmm. um, understanding different surprise thresholds. So these are all really good skills where you're picking up at a relatively low scale, yeah, small yeah. scale, and then that allowed us then, uh, as as we got older, to to understand the skills required, uh, and more importantly, how to how to deal with with with, um, with different suppliers from different parts of the world, mm. um, and. And for us was, as time went on, we tried other things, bought, so it was buying consumer goods, selling them, it was buying and selling cars, always looking out for something to, that, yeah, we could buy at a good price, we can sell it on. You're always looking for a margin. Yeah, yeah, and I think, <laughs> and I think, and I think um, as time went on, was being, being guys who were, who, were, who were quite interested in trainers. Okay. We were very, we were very... So I'm guessing you're, you're 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 flipping, you're getting money. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're spending I, that money on your buy, clothes. Should, your... Yeah, but by clothes, by uh, by trainers, <clears throat> by branded clothing. Like Adidas Originals was 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 a big was yeah, a big yeah. brand for us growing up, and and it was always about me and Imran, my middle brother. We were actually the same size, so I was quite lucky. So when he used to buy a new pair of trainers, I had to hold up because I can just wear his. Um, but but we 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 did like trainers uh, yeah. a lot. And we used, to, we used to buy trainers as much as we can afford. Mm. As much as we could afford. Within your means. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but what was important for us was it came a time where I then I then went to university. Um, so told you my brothers. So, mm-hmm. so um, um, Imran then went into IT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riz did an economics degree. Um, he then went into property. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did aerospace engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I left... Um, I finished my bachelor's um, at university, but all these sides had just helped me get into university and not have a student loan. Well, I was just—I so was, was just going to say. Oh, so you didn't have a student loan? I didn't know. So you went—you paid for your uni. Yeah. You yeah. yourself paid for your uni yeah, exactly. before you went in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's that's level. And that was and that was um, and that was just <laughs> just 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 the 
the type of uh, business decision that I made at young. I felt like I was ready for business at university. Well, bro, look, that means that you would have that, that would have been about ten bags, yeah. right? Just for yeah. the three three grand a yeah. year, yeah. nine grand. So you went into uni already knowing that okay, I can pay this off. Yeah. So you'd already generated nine thousand yeah. pounds from your own money. And it doesn't sound like you were saving that from, you know, yeah, yeah. every single year. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that was you building money. Because even while I was at uni, I was doing, I, I was still buying and selling things. Well, my question is, why did you go to uni? Why, why was that the decision that you chose to make so, when so, you're making money? And the point of uni is to be able to then kind of earn a living through yeah. this qualification and these skills. Why did you make that decision that, okay, I, I can make money. I can, I yeah. can turn money into more money. Why so I, I think I think I think uh, when I was making money, I wasn't making money on one particular thing. Okay. I was always jumping onto the next. Okay. So so I went to university because I, I academically I was interested in industry. Mm-hmm. I was, um, and and going to university for me um, was was a great decision. Okay. Uh, and looking back, even though I don't look at I don't use um, the, the the subject knowledge. Um, that I did study, which is aerospace engineering, mm-hmm. in my day to day work now. But what university taught me was a lot of core competencies, which okay. which allowed me to excel in, in our professional career. So you're talking things like working under pressure. That is that that skill there is <laughs> yeah. is, is, is is unprecedented in, in terms of how much uh, how much less credit that gets. Right. Okay. Working yeah, under true. pressure is 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 actually a really good skill. Uh, and being able to perform under pressure again yeah. is, is to, to be honest, one of the best skills I've got from uh, university. And and actually, for, for, for me, was working towards deadlines, mm. understanding etiquettes and how to present etiquettes and how to write an email, mm. and 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 more importantly, how to speak to different types of audiences, communicating teams, mm. and organize yourself, organize yourself, prioritize your workload in terms of deadline dates. So all of these core competencies, which which I was thrown into in, mm. at university, really allowed me to excel in my day-to-day business now. I, I, I we go to businesses now, which, which are multi-billion pound businesses, and we, we pitch Mm. Um, we pitch and we and we provide business cases, and 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 those that confidence comes from. Um, um, obviously, now we're we're very much into it, mm. um, but early days a lot of those confidence came came about in presenting at university, presenting and, and sitting on panels and debates and, uh, and there's so much skill there's, mm. there's so much skill pool around you at university, which which that that setting. Um, allows you to to really, r- really bring out your core competencies, which which can't be ignored, which can't be ignored. Yeah. So so I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say that university is pointless. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I then went on to um, study study for my masters. I was um, just gonna say that that's kind of where things really. That's one of those things where you look back on your masters and you think, well, okay, he kind of. When I saw what your master's was, I was like, okay, that makes sense now, yeah, what he's yeah, doing now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that subject that you did, which, uh, you know, please explain, but that subject that you did, was that, that was a big difference from the aerospace engineering as well, in terms of what you're yeah, actually it was, doing. It, it, was, it was linked, but more importantly, it was about bringing um, um, 
presenting new research which hadn't been done before. Okay. So so I did I did my masters while I was working. Um, so, so you left university, you so graduated. I graduated from university, and okay. then I worked for a company uh, up in Blackburn. So I relocated. Right, okay. So I was so Going for me, go in terms of personal and professional development. Mm. I didn't care. I, I packed my bags and I and, and I went up north. Mm. Um, and and for me. I, I worked for for BAE Systems, mm-hmm. which is which is one of the biggest aerospace engineering firms there are in the yeah. world, and and uh, it's like it's like to be honest, um, 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 working for the, the the top three companies in your field. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've got a really good opportunity with them, um, and I I studied at the same time as as working, so I I, I wrote a professional paper. Um, which got published. Um, I I done my masters on a new piece of research, uh, which was which essentially you are awarded an MPhil, a master's in philosophy, uh, and that is that is essentially creating a new piece of work that you've that you've worked on and then presenting it where other people can benefit from, and that hasn't been done before. So that's to be quite unique. So people would then quote you, basically, isn't uh, it? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so for me, while I was studying at BA Systems, I, I learned a lot. Mm. Again, working in a more professional blue chip company, mm. it, it was really good for me, and an eye opener. And since then, my my, my professional development excelled uh, within working for that company because they invested in me. Um, mm. I, I then got my Prince Two Management um, 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 certification, which which allowed me to. Become a Prince Two qualified project manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my APMP project management qualification. I did a diploma in management. All while I was working. All while I was working. Um, so, so for me, um, personal and per- professional and personal development is very key from 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 very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then subsequently, once I once I carried on working in the industry, it was very clear for me I was gonna work for myself. I wanted to work for myself. So, so you went to university, you graduated, you moved uh, to Blackburn to work for BAE Systems. At the same time, you um, did your master's, which then got published. Uh, you did your Prince to uh, qualification. So you're very much in that academic corporate world at this point. And, yeah. and by the sounds of it, if I may say, like it sounds like you were excelling at whatever you were doing. Yeah. So yeah. whether it was 12 years old selling whatever, 15, yeah. point from China, going to university, it sounds like whatever you do, you do very purposefully and you therefore do with 100% of your ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't sound like you watch too much Netflix and you watch <laughs> well, too much... Well, to be honest, I, I, did, I, I did have a balance. I, okay. did, have a, I, did, I did socially... Um, uh, I, I did have a social circle at the same time, but what was very important for me was was I was quite driven. Mm-hmm. I was quite driven. Same with my brothers. We were very driven mm-hmm. people. Uh, and for me, while while I'm doing professional development in Blackburn, I still got sticky fingers. So I'm still I'm still eBay account is fully active. I'm, I'm selling <laughs> loads of things on there. So oh, right now, yeah, not not right oh, now. Oh, uh, back in then, okay. Back then, okay. <laughs> back then. So so I was so I was still very much okay, okay, okay. Very much had the side hustle still going. So you're doing all those qualifications, yeah. working, etc., yeah. etc., et and you were still doing your side hustles as exactly. well. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, and, then, and you were socialising. Uh, yep. And then on the weekends, I used to drive back um, from Blackburn back to uh, Wembley. 
spend some time with my brother, sit down and, 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 and do that every week. Wow. So as time went on, I then left BAE Systems and I worked for a company um, in London. Um, well, in, in south, south of England near, near um, and it was... It was a company called RS Components. Yes, I've heard of them. Um, yeah. uh, and then I was, I was, because um, although engineering was was interesting for me, it was it, it was it wasn't as exciting enough. Uh, it wasn't as exciting enough for me to to. I wanted to interact. I wanted to close deals. I wanted to. Right. Uh, I, I wanted to have that interaction with a customer and. And, and, and take a customer through a journey and, mm. and be able to make a difference where I can see straight away rather than be a small contributor to a massive project which you can't really see work. Um, so then I left BE System uh, regretfully because they really invested in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I then, uh, and also I moved closer to London which, which allowed me to obviously um, uh, be closer to my friends and family mm-hmm. as well. Um, this time... During this time, then I I also got married. Um, also got married, and I um, Alhamdulillah then had a uh, had a child, and I was working for RS Components, um, and I was working there for two years. And that that role particularly excited me because it was it was a a sales role, but um, based on technicality. So mm-hmm. it was a technical yeah, yeah, yeah. sales type of role, which which allowed me again to build up my competencies around. Um, closing deals, presenting to customers, um, and, and being it was a, it was a strategic role in terms mm. of strategic sales. Fast forward till then, and then uh, me and my brothers again always, always communicating, always coming up with new ideas, and then we 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 again very much bought trainers every month. Pay, yeah, yeah. Pay back came and keep buying trainers. <laughs> yeah. um, and when it came down to cleaning trainers, yeah. there was nothing really out there that we could trust. Okay, so so here's a question then. At this point, were you conscious of sneaker care? Did did you used to look after your trainers at yes, this point? Yes, definitely, as well? definitely. Yeah. So so we used to, we used to get um, um, a detergent and a toothbrush, right? And we used to we used to clean our shoes, uh, <laughs> and we uh, and we used to wear a lot of white shoes, okay, and white trainers, and we always used to take care of them, uh, and and it was very much a detergent and. And, and, and organic organic household soaps and yeah, yeah. Uh, things like that and we we could, there wasn't really nothing out there yeah that that we could trust to, to spray and treat our shoes with yeah. and for that reason it, it was almost did, 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 no one loved sneaker care there was nothing out there someone said use this product here it's great it was all like I said that that, that push sell that mm. push sell which would seemed a bit uh, disingenuous mm. um, for us um, and that and that allowed us then to think that there has to be something out there that people can trust and put on their shoes and they know it's a quality product and not worry about worrying, um, ruining the shoes or, or affecting its performance, feel or look, uh, anything like that. And it wasn't, there wasn't anything out there that we could, we could, we could find. Uh, so, but do, do, was there, was there a moment where because obviously you you you've, you've mentioned that you've had a love for for sneakers and clothes for and fashion general for you know m- most part of your life yeah. and you've been earning yeah. and making money and stuff like that. Was there a moment where it just clicked where you were like, "This is what we have yeah, to do"? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Throughout this time, again, we're cleaning our shoes. We've been yeah, yeah. for years. 
for years. And we're always in the mindset of there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. Yeah, yeah. So that, that thought process. And you weren't necessarily even thinking about it either. No, no, we Think, weren't. You weren't thinking about fixing not the problem. Not at that point. Not yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point. And we, we, continued, we continued to go on. Yeah. And we continued to go on. And there's nothing really out there that we could trust. We continued to do what we're doing. Um, always trying to be sold something at the counter. I never bought it. Um, and then we came up. We we actually well, were looking at a YouTube video. Uh, we were looking at a YouTube video, and it was uh, um, it was um, around nanotechnology. Okay. Um, um, and it, to be honest, for us, it was it was quite amazing to see how water um, or any liquids simply bead off mm. um, a particular surface and not penetrate. And they're almost like an invisible layer where, where water can just be gliding on a surface without being soaked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, we were like, wow. Like, um, and, and then we done some research into nanotechnology. And nanotechnology, again, and again, and another thing that's not a secret that's been around for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was always very much focused around industrial applications, mm. more industrial applications. Um, in, in, in so something you'd buy in B and Q for masonry or, or right. windows or anything like that. So then that's when we had the Eureka moment. <laughs> like, right? How cool would that be if you had that coating on trainers mm. and water could just slide off? That, that would answer all your questions. Mm. That's when we had that moment. I thought, and then we hit the drawing board. We hit the drawing board. So I'm still everyone's still working at this point. Yeah, yeah. And we hit the drawing board, and we we. We worked with a lab in Germany. Uh, worked for a lab in Germany. Germany now has, um, uh, so it's a leader in nanotechnology, and, mm-hmm. and had loads of labs. And we, we worked with a lab and said, "Look, this is what we're trying to do." Mm-hmm. They said, "No one's really asked us to do for that application, mm-hmm. but we can give it a shot." So then we asked, we we made it very clear to them that we're trying to um, create something that doesn't damage the shoe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Um, affect the look, feel, or performance of the shoe mm-hmm. because these are expensive shoes we're talking about. We're talking shoes. No one wants um, if someone's if someone's got a running shoe, mm-hmm. people want the running shoe to breathe. Uh, if someone's got some suede,s they don't want it to be rough after mm-hmm. the application. So that was very important. That actually took us 10, 10 to twelve months back and forth with samples for us to then say right we've got because we've kept on spraying mm. trying new things and now this uh, leaves a little white residue right. this isn't right and we actually had like a mini lab at home and we were just and we were just doing a lot of testing and then it came a point where we were happy with the product now, let me let me ask a question so um so you saw the the video on nanotech you got really excited thought okay let, let's let's just do the ideas come to you now right and uh, you're you're moving forward with it by the sounds of it, you've already must have, because you've been doing business so much, you must have already expected that, you know, things work out and things fail and 100%. and all that type of stuff, right? So when that first sample came to you, I mean, for, for, I know for myself and for many other people, whenever you get that first sample, you want it to be perfect. Yeah, 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 you yeah. really want it to be yeah, perfect yeah. and be like, Show yeah. it to the world. To be it's honest, yeah, now. we never thought it was going to take eleven months trying to get a, a working sample. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so we went back and forth. But what was really good with the German lab is, 
um, they explained, gave us a lot of science behind it, mm-hmm. which was really good insight. Right, okay. Um, explained how it works and the imbalance in, in chemicals and, 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 and if you, and, and the blend has to be so perfect because any imbalance in, in a specific chemical mm. will, will change something quite significantly. It's like baking a cake. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you add too much water too quickly even though it's the same yeah, quantity yeah, yeah. and you don't add it gradually or you forget you bake it something so small like baking soda or, yeah. or baking powder you don't add that it your whole structure of the cake's gone uh, and that's, that's so true and that was and for us was um, understanding that and actually being quite patient because we understood it okay um, and as time went on we got the product so we got the product we are like sprayed it on our shoes put it under water wow this visually is amazing yeah yeah yeah. yeah going around to our cousin's house going around <laughs> check this out check this out and we were like we're chuffed to say look we've developed this yeah, yeah. essentially with our guidance this has been developed we then went to our drawing board me and my brothers and said all right we're gonna create we're gonna create um we need to create a brand okay and, and obviously again uh, being uh, being from london mm-hmm. and, and london being a, a quite an important part of our identity um, and growing up and being quite passionate about trainers, um, trainers are always referred to when growing up on the streets as crips. Yeah, uh, and that was that's a, and that, that's a that's a that's a slang unique to London. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which 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 is again quite important. And at this point, we're not thinking about a worldwide brand being sold in fifty two yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. We're thinking about right, we want to sell someone that's cool. Yeah, I yeah, want people yeah. To buy it, we'll sell some online. So we we created the brand Crep Protect. Okay, and that's when the brand was born. Um, we, we we did some design work and our brand colours became black and yellow um, and then obviously th- this time we only developed a can so we just had a, a, a waterproof uh, rain and stain resistant spray um, we then um, created a logo because we, we, we were clear on we want the logo to pop mm. we want someone to look at the logo and it be engaging and, 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 and someone should be able to just glanced by the logo and recognize it yeah yeah uh, and that was and that was key for us L- let me just ask you at, at these two points um because this is this is the the, the story of the creation of the actual branding yeah. of uh, of the brand um so you, you mentioned that you, you chose black and yellow how, how did you get to that decision you know and how did you think of getting the colors before the logo it's just you know that order and the the whys behind everything so i think for us was what's out there in the market already but more importantly how are we positioning this product mm-hmm. and we were very clear from the outset we're going to create a premium brand mm-hmm. uh, this is going to be a premium brand and with a premium brand comes a premium price mm-hmm. point so how do you there's certain colors that resonate with with a premium feel okay yeah there's, there's, there's certain colors that that allow you to you know what that color just looks just looks pristine mm-hmm. um, and having the dark the, the the dark and then having the yellow pop um, and that was click. Yeah, that, it was just understanding okay. those elements uh, and knowing that our brand is going is going to be we're going to position this as a premium brand. Mm. So we created the the logo and the branding around that, um, and it was literally just a can. So we're just designing a can at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just designing a can and a logo. Uh, we then created CrepProtect.com mm-hmm. and we placed our first order okay. uh, with, with, with with the supplier. So. Um, it's around 500 cans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the price is quite high, but we're, we're raring to go. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a can now. 
We've got, we've got a, a website. We've got a website, crepprotect.com. We've got our smartphones and Instagram profile. Okay. So, so this time... Zero followers, anything? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Zero. This is 2012? This is 2013. 13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2012. Okay. Yeah, 2012. We then created um, the video. We created the video of us spraying the shoe, uh-huh. putting underneath a tap, putting ketchup on the shoe and letting the ketchup um, yeah, sign yeah. off. Put that on Instagram and we got we got a lot of views and a lot of people saying, oh, that must be fake. Okay. That must be fake. That can't be real. And for us, that was quite overwhelming because yeah, we know yeah, it's real. Yeah. We know it's real. So someone thinks it's fake. That's the best compliment yeah, someone can give someone is fake. Someone fake. All right, wait, wait till they try <laughs> it. Must be CGI. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so straight away, because people find it quite overwhelming, saying no, that cannot be real. We know we're on to a winner at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're saying we're we're saying right, let's create, keep creating videos. We're carrying creating videos. We're our own trainers. Yeah, yeah. We're our own trainers. Okay, okay. And our own trainers. Uh, and our budget. We so you put your money where your mouth yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And we, we, we created we, we we created this brand with 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 fifteen thousand pounds. Okay. Yeah, that's all we had yeah, yeah. in terms of all our all of us brothers put all the money together. Yeah, yeah. And about fifteen thousand pounds. That's what we got. And our first seven and a half thousand pound went on um, natural stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, natural stock. So we, we bought we bought stock. We had a very small office in um, in Kingsbury, just not far from Wembley, yeah. where that began. I was the office and our warehouse. So this time where we we created Instagram, I I, let, I I leave my job at this point. Okay. So at this point, I, I I give the keys to my company car back to my boss. Um, I come back, I, I, I speak to my wife, and I, and I explain the transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so you told her after you quit your job, yeah? <laughs> no, 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 actually, <laughs> I spoke to her before. Uh, um, uh, I spoke to her before, but what was what was important was um, I, I involved I involved my wife and everything uh-huh. that I was doing. Um, so she so she knew the transition and, and she knew how my how my mind works mm. and she known me for 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 a long time so and I guess you've got a proven track record of being able to make an yeah money, yeah so. and I think it, it it was still a big decision mm-hmm. um, uh, we 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 had we had our own place uh, we had our own place um, while I was working in Surrey because that's and mm-hmm. uh, that's where I was working uh, we had a child at this point and now I'm I'm, I'm going home and I'm, I'm telling my wife that right I'm quitting my job and I'm going to shoot it um, <laughs> so so um, that sounded uh, I, I don't know how I'm going to say it but no matter how you say it that's not going to sound exciting <laughs> um, so so we had a child and then we, we I then moved in I because I, I couldn't afford to keep um, I couldn't afford to keep my place yeah, yeah. Um, and do a startup mm-hmm. because a startup as we all know we put everything into it and you don't even pay yourself mm-hmm. so me and my brothers all had the minds uh, same thing mm-hmm. and I moved back in with my mum mm-hmm. uh, so uh, uh, but I knew I was confident yeah, yeah, that yeah. this is going to be a temporary this is going to be okay, temporary yeah, yeah. And, and I think I, I instilled that confidence in my wife as well and alhamdulillah she supported me quite well um, and we, we went straight into Went straight into moving back to Wembley with my mom, and I had and I had a, had a child at this point. Mm-hmm. So, mom um, uh, must have been happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so then, and then it was about focusing on the business. Yeah. Uh, me and my brothers. Then um, everyone stopped what they were doing day to day. We we were sitting in the office every single day. Um, we've got product. We're selling online, and we're just marketing. We're just marketing. And I say marketing. We didn't have 
big budgets for marketing at this stage. Mm-hmm. This stage, we're literally Instagram on the phones, smartphones, mm-hmm. and 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 just very basic amateur so, videos. So okay, th- this is this is an interesting part of your story. Then, uh, and I'd like to kind of go into this a bit more because um, a lot of people, again, the majority of people that would be listening to this are at that point where they've probably got a few hundred followers on the Instagram. You know, they're, they're trying to make content they're trying to create something um you started off by creating that that one video and i'm guessing you you're doing more of the same yeah when it comes to marketing then what was what was your actual strategy what were you doing what worked best for you etc so i think i think at this stage it was very clear before we started the market we knew we knew who are we marketing to mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's, that's number one that's number one bullet point. Okay. Who are you marketing this product to? Okay. And what price point? Based on that, we knew we were onto a niche. Because Is it good to say that, because you said you are the target market, did you have yourself in mind as the target market? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And that's why we could make some decisions for the brand quite quickly. Okay. Because it was a, 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 a something we needed to answer a question that we were pondering on a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being sneakerheads and one wearing trainers, there was nothing out there that we could trust. So trust came into it. Mm-hmm. Premium brand position, everything just looked a bit cheap to mm-hmm. us. So all of these, all of these answers we had, resonated into now creating how we're going to push out to a consumer. How would we buy it, and how would we see this brand? So, so for us was again Instagram was coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, and and now Instagram is a lot more competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a very competitive now. Absolutely. Yeah. When, in 2013, when it was coming up, we we, we got a smartphone. We we took we took um, videos of um, um, of us spraying the shoe and then, and then pouring out of a ketchup or mm-hmm. other other food items on it to to make it more like a like a jaw dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow, that, that's an expensive shoe. Look how it just slid off. So we were quite lucky in terms of our, in terms of our, our content. Mm. So our content was exciting. Okay. Um, um, trying to then uh, market something exciting if you got recruitment from that, it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult. So, so it, it's it's quite hard because I, I get often asked that question. How do you uh, I'm market? a former recruiter. So. <laughs> yeah. how, how, how do you, how do you, how do you market something? To be honest, we made Shuke exciting. Yeah, Shuke yeah. wasn't exciting before then, yeah. but then we found an area. Uh, and, and, and a an unturned stone where where mm. we knew that how can we make a consumer look at this and will someone share it? That's what mm. that's what you need to look at. If you look at a YouTube video or 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 a uh, or a WhatsApp video someone sends you, if it's got you, it will get you when you're when you're saying I want to forward this. What do you guys think? Yeah. Because yeah. you're waiting for someone else's reaction. Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah, you yeah, forward yeah. it and you share it, it's got you. Yeah, if you look at it and you say, okay, my, my, I still got you, but yeah, yeah. it hadn't had that impact. And what we did is we wanted to make sure it is so in your face, mm-hmm. that the content is so in your face and amazing. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and it wasn't massive. It wasn't expensive production. Mm-hmm. It was just our, our, our smartphone. We didn't have yeah. the money. We didn't have the money for production. <laughs> and it was and it was so and it was so amazing where people just um, then wanting to do it themselves at home. So it just became. A viral thing that everyone wanted to buy right. a crepe bottle, 
spray their shoes and show everyone their party trick. Right. So <laughs> at this time, we, we went to hashtag Crep Protect. There's loads of people doing it because everyone right. just, where can I buy Crep Protect? Yeah, CrepProtect.com. So we're not selling loads of pieces at this yeah, stage. Yeah. We're selling, but we're getting it to the consumer. How long? How long did, did, did you sold your first consignment of the five hundred? How long did that take? Um, it took about two and a half months. Two and a half uh, months. Yeah, it took, it took us about two and a half months. And as time went on, it started to get busier. Mm-hmm. But again, online, very again, very small numbers mm-hmm. um, compared to what we did now. Now. Yeah, we yeah. sell 16 million units worldwide. So <laughs> yeah. from there to there, if you ever told us that now, we'll probably faint. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you told us then you're going to sell 16 million units of this item, we're going to we'll all faint. Uh, but we're, we're, we're thinking, right, we sell, we sell five today. <laughs> so so we're, we're, we're geared up. Yeah, we're thinking. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, it was really good to go on Instagram, go on hashtag CrepProtect and seeing loads of people doing it. Yeah, and yeah, loads yeah. of people trying to do innovative things. And it almost became a good piece of content on pe- other people's pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it started when, when someone shouts about your brand much yeah. louder than you, that's when you, you, you know yeah. it's the right balance. When, when I searched for CrepProtect before uh, coming to this interview, I saw that there was quite a few uh, videos yeah. of people that were saying like, not a sponsored vid, yeah. you know, not a sponsored vid, here's yeah. my review. Yeah, 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 and yeah. there's like loads of people doing it. And those people are themselves getting hundreds of thousands of views on their own video. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they're buying your product. You're not giving it to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're buying your product yeah, because yeah. they know that they can get a viral video yeah, yeah. by and doing it, this. Exactly, exactly. And, and Because and, it works. And that went well. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I carried on, carried on. And I, we wanted to make sure we're always coming out with content. We're always coming out with content. We our Instagram wasn't stagnant. Okay. And we were a small team. It was just me and my brothers still mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like then then we knew a friend that was quite handy on video editing. We were like, all right, let's put a bit of budget. Mm-hmm. Let's put who sold the first consignment. Now we got to spend a bit of more budget and let's let's create an edited video. And so again, it's pretty still very low level. Yeah, but again, yeah. authentic. And then we, our ads budgets increase, our budget used to go on buying more expensive shoes to do the test on. Right. So okay. then the trust, <laughs> the, the trust scale starts to increase yeah, yeah, yeah. more and more. People said, wow, that shoe is worth £600. Oh, that shoe is worth a £1,000. Yeah, and yeah, you're still yeah. doing the test and it's working well. So at this point, we're, we're, we're causing a storm on Instagram. Um, websites doing quite well. Again, we, we, we sell a hazardous product. That's a highly flammable product. Mm-hmm. We, we can't. We have to send it by a specialist courier right. locally, and it only can go by road. So you, you can't ship it DHL Express or FedEx Express, sticking an envelope and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's because it has this product. So there's loads of limitations around right. what we want to do. But but the the demand of the product was so high, people really wanted it from yeah. different countries. They were like, wow, seeing this on Instagram. And that's why Instagram was really good, because you're touching the worldwide market straight away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it was really good social media that way. And it was like, we really want it. How can we get it? Then we started to get contacted by some independent stores. Mm-hmm. There's some independent stores, you know, sneaker, sneaker stores or boutiques. But we were very clear from the beginning. We're going to be very selective mm-hmm. on who's going to sell our product. Right, we okay. Very selective. Um, um, and that's, and that's and that was very clear for us. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, look at, you, look, you, you look at Starbucks. Um, Starbucks are very selective in the neighborhoods they open their stores. Yeah, and that, and so that, you weren't you weren't going to sell this to like ASDA or Tesco's? Or no, no, definitely yeah. not. We, we we wanted to make sure we are a premium price point product. So we have to work with partners that understand premium branding and can complement okay. our price point. Because if if yes, you might you might sell to a a, a 
a, a lower value chain or a lower store. Um, and you might get a quick win. Yeah, get the quick win, but that quick win isn't going to last. Mm. But for us, it's all about longevity and building a sustainable brand. Okay. So so for us was, if we sold to lower stores and they would get discounted or, or, or the, the, the product offering they have isn't quite premium or doesn't resonate with a sneakerhead, mm. uh, our £10 price point will quite quickly become a £5 price point. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and everything we do is to maintain that premium price point. So, so we were very selective on who we sold to, and that was quite a bold move for a startup. Mm-hmm. That yeah. someone's willing to buy something from you, you're saying I'm not going to sell it to you. Did so you have people coming to you that you said no to straight away? Definitely, we we, we had we had quite a few. Any any names that like um are like a household names that you said um, no to, or were they like retailers that were just not right? Or? Yeah, they they um. They, they, there were a variety of different retailers. I can't say the name because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but um, definitely retailers that people would know about. Okay. Right. Um, uh, but they, they're retailers at the lower end. Okay. Um, or, or, so it is something to brag home about for someone. They yeah, could have yeah, said, yeah. yo, we're in this store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people have been like, oh, wow, that's exactly. amazing. Exactly. But it just wasn't right for you. It wasn't right for us because we then won't get the premium stores. Mm. The premium stores said, yeah, I did like it until I saw it in that shop. So okay, straight yeah, away, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't really have a consistent message to tell your consumers. Yeah. Um, so then we, we, sold, we sold to a few um, boutique stores and these boutique stores were, were really good and they had, um, they were known as tier zero stores. Okay. So tier zero stores uh, are, 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 are stores which get the latest and most rarest pieces of Adidas or Nike. Right. Okay. So if you have a, a so those little boutiques in central London exactly, on like Carnaby Street exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly. Okay. So those are so those are quite. Oh, that's like, interesting because there's always places like when you go around US or Europe, like Amsterdam, whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's always those stores that yeah, have different yeah, yeah, things. Exactly. And, and you're like, I want to pick up a piece from there. From that definitely. Store. Okay. Yeah, and that's quite unique because those pieces you can't buy. Yeah, you can't yeah, buy yeah, at, yeah. At, at a JD Sports or yeah, a yeah. Foot Locker. Even though it's Adidas or even though it's Nike, no, it doesn't matter. It's a different exactly. part. It's a tier zero range of products. Okay. Interesting. Because that, that, that range will only be sold within select retailers. Right, okay. So we were hit up by some, some boutiques in Germany. Oh, wow. Say, okay. A lot of people are talking about your products on Instagram. We want to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come to our school and asking about it. And we wow. don't want it. So can we buy some? We're like, yes. So it's almost like I would give it to him for free. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, cause it's your products positioned in a really well-respected, yeah. a well-respected tier zero store. Because then the people who shop there are tastemakers exactly. and their friends will also exactly. be okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's always, it, it's, it's the, the, the train is going in the right direction mm. at this point. We then sell to them. Uh, we create custom packaging for them. So, mm. so if, 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 if the store is called, for example, um, 24 kilates, mm-hmm. which is, which is quite a, um, a famous tier zero store mm-hmm. in Spain, Barcelona, um, we created a special packaging mm. and, and a collaboration to make them feel special. To say we're doing this unique for mm. you because these stores are all about uniqueness. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, 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 they survive because of the unique products they have. And then so, the customers are also getting a limited edition. Exactly, exactly. It's limited packaging, isn't exactly. it? it literally so then, is. So we, we, we knew and we, we picked up on it very early on the art about collaboration. Yeah. We were collaborating very early on yeah, yeah. with like-minded brands that allow you to, to bounce off their brand as well and say, you know what, these guys know what they're doing. They're associated with another tier zero mm. store. They must be premium. Like that. That's a that's a well-respected thing yeah, in the market. Yeah. 
So rather than focusing on volume at this stage, yeah. we're very focused on brand position. You could have gone for the quick money, but then yeah. your reputation would have gone down the drain. Definitely. And we, 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 we may have not built the, the, the business quite potentially yeah. now. So again, that started to go well. We started mm. to start a few more um, um, uh, boutique stores. We've done some um, collaboration items. We're putting the content on Instagram. It's now available here, now available here. It's, it's going quite well. A lot of people are talking about content through the roof now. You go hashtag crap that on, on Instagram, loads of people bringing out videos. Mm. So we're now reposting other people's videos. Going well. And then we we, we were always told by the, by the big retailers is £10. We were £10 in the UK and €14 Euros in, in, uh, in, in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And we're always told... To be honest, that's too expensive. <laughs> We've sold shoe care for 30, 40, 50 years, whatever it is. Yeah. And we even struggle to sell our shoe care for £5 or £4. No way you're selling it for £10. We sell shoes for £50. So why is someone going to spend a fifth of this shoe on, on, on mm. something that, that that's a shoe spray, essentially? All it is is a shoe spray. Mm. But we are very clear on that we've got some uh, we've got some really good support within, within the sneaking environment. But more importantly, a lot of customers find this amazing, and that, and we've got a, we've got a, a much smaller scale. We've got satisfied customers, mm. and customers keep buying. So we just need to now resonate this on a wider scale. Yeah, yeah. So, and that journey we took it focusing on the brand first and, and selecting our retailers was very good mm. because if you went the other way and focused on commerciality first, then you won't be able to build a. You may not be able to build and. A, a long-standard premium brand. Um, so, so we then got a um, um, meeting with Footlocker. Mm-hmm. So, emailed Footlocker. Say, hey guys, we've got something for you. We we, we want to present it to you. Um, and that's and for us now is to even be heard by a giant like that mm. was was major. So just just at this point, then, so um, you've gone from. Leaving your your job, you've yeah. moved in with your mum, you've started this brand now, you've got all the assets, the social media assets, you've created this viral video, or you've, you're creating this viral content, um, which is being shared, you've got your first consignment, it's out, people are buying it, you're in now these tier zero stores, uh, or in this particular tier zero store, um, and you've got, as you said, a small customer pool, yeah. but very satisfied with the product. Yeah. You're able to then almost refine your very and a very influential group of customers. Okay, so you got to remember these guys are 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 some of these guys who who buying the product have on they got their own Instagram profile Mm. with a couple of thousand on it. Yeah, so they're very they're very influential group. Yeah, yeah. Of the the consumer base is quite influential. So if you get one thing wrong, then it can mess everything up. Exactly. If these guys switch off, yeah. These guys switch off. Then to be honest. your, your, your brand will suffer. You're at the mercy almost of their reviews. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, but so, we are confident in the product. Yeah, and, and, and obviously you're getting the feedback which is positive and like you said, now you've got this small pool of people buying your products. They're happy with your products. You've, I'm guessing, got your processes refined now, your customer support, your supply, your shipments, whatever it takes to, to get this from the lab to the customer's you know, to yeah, the actual yeah, shoe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that so, process is, is in place now, and now you're thinking, let's let's move this upper scale. Yeah. And then yeah. you think, let's go to Foot Locker. Yeah. 
So who who did you reach out to in Fort Lauderdale in terms of like their position? Like was it the MD CEO? Was it the buyer? Um, um, the, was buyer it? the buyer, the okay. um, buyer, the buyers um, are, are very influential in the retail game. Okay. They, they decide essentially. So you don't need to always go to the CEO of no, anything. No, you can no. go to the person who's a decision maker for your exactly. Need. And okay. you get you get a much. It, it, we definitely have relationships with, with the MD and mm-hmm. the CEOs of, of, of these large fashion things. Yeah. Our relationships are quite good. Yeah. And uh, we know them personally. So yeah, yeah. We have really good relationships. But, but in, terms of, time, in terms of day to day running of yeah. the business. Um, the buyers are very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, they they know and they essentially decide what to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they decide what to buy. So at this early stage, obviously, uh, we have we have no relationships. We haven't got no relationships. Yeah. But, but people go to uh, people go to Dragons Den. Mm-hmm. Uh, people go to Dragons Den and give up half of their business yeah. for twenty thousand pounds to only because a dragon will, will have a contact. Yeah, yeah. And that's how important a network is. Uh, and that's what I've always said is to get a product and um, to get a product fast tracked in a store, you need a relationship. Yeah. So so to get selling, you need a relationship. Mm-hmm. But to get sell through, you need a good product. Right. So okay. so so what was, it's important to have the balance between the two. So so we reached out to the buyer, and again it's a very simple. It looked who's the buyer? Yeah. yeah who's yeah. the accessories buyer for Foot Locker? Mm-hmm. We looked. We looked, and, and, and this and this particular general works for us now yeah, as yeah. our as our uh, European sales director, um, and and it was a, it was a LinkedIn search. It was a LinkedIn search on that right here. So let's message him. And we had quite some in your face videos at this point. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't a a, a long message. Right? This is what we're okay. about, and, and we weren't we weren't we were very we were brand was quite in your face mm. and visual. So we're like, boom, click the, it was a video mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just and just tried to gather up interest. And he emailed back and said, all right, um, let's talk, let's talk. So we're like, wow, he's taking notice. And, and we knew that within Germany and other parts of Europe, pockets and in the UK, people are talking about a product. Mm-hmm. So straight away, obviously, you're not going to be called to a meeting if they're on their background reading. So yeah, yeah. already, already, it's, 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 it's going in the right direction. Mm. We met with them. We pitched. Uh, we pitched our lungs out that day. I remember <laughs> we went to. Uh, we flew. We flew EasyJet to Amsterdam. Um, and Netherlands is is essentially just outside Amsterdam. Is where Fort Locker HQ is. Mm-hmm. Um, the European HQ. Uh, we pitched, and and we we basically explained our vision in terms of shoe care and where we want to take it mm-hmm. and how we're going to bring the consumer to the product rather than bring the product to the consumer. Can I, can I just, um, at this point, I just say that when we were talking about um, these kind of shoe protector previous uh, companies that would sell it and these products, um, in my head, I was picturing Foot Locker because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Foot Locker yeah. that used to have the the yeah, black and yeah, white cans, yeah, 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 you know, on the yeah, tails and yeah. stuff. So it's interesting that you've gone to them. Was that was that something you'd thought that like these guys they sell that? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So that so was a strategic. That, that was a strategic of... move because we wanted to highlight the the how boring, and stagnant, <laughs> right. how boring and stagnant that sector yeah. of the business was. Yeah. And they agreed. They okay. agreed. Um, and and it was and we wanted to say we can revitalize that with our product and we can add a new dimension of excitement um, to Shuka uh, and, and to credit to them they 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 liked the vision mm-hmm. they said I don't know how it's going to work because we've been doing this a long time mm-hmm. but 
let's 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 give you guys a trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went. Uh, Foot Locker got six hundred and fifty stores. Um, they trialed us in forty three stores mm-hmm. across Europe, where they done an initial buy. I think it was about four hundred cans. Um, did an initial buy. Did you shake? Did you shake at the end of that day, or did you have to go back and you wait for them to respond? To no, you? no, we went back. We went back. We 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 presented a marketing plan to say, look, okay. this is what we're going as a brand. This is what we're going to keep. This is how your product is. This is how the product's going to be flying off your shelf. Look at all the exciting things we're doing. Before coming, I was thinking uh, one of the questions to ask you was um, about you know when you're actually negotiating deals with these huge brands, you know Adidas, etc. Um, very few companies would interact with Adidas or Foot Locker, etc., and have any form of leverage. But you've gone to Foot Locker and told them that it's not necessarily that we need your brand to associate yourselves with us but if we do collaborate here's how the money can can be generated for both parties exactly i think i think uh, people are for, um, so you're not like begging to them saying look please put no, us no, into your definitely store definitely not definitely you know? not i think i think it was a two-way street okay and, um, they definitely like the idea of resignating and connecting with the sneakerhead mm. that is their customer base and they will always seem to be a specialized lifestyle um, sneaker store mm-hmm. as well so, so they, they, they like the idea of a, a shoe being exciting and a brand that actually understands speaking to the sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. So they like that. Um, and, and, and we like the fact that Foot Locker recognized that. So, so we, we went back, 42 stores we're in now. Um, we went back and forth a few times mm-hmm. on pricing and we, we got to a price which we both thought if it was fair and we had a trial. They said we're going to try it. We, we, they said, we're going to try it, we're going to put it on the shelf alongside all our other shoe care, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the consumer sees it mm-hmm. in comparison to their normal uh, mindset around mm-hmm. shoe care. So, again, um, we went away, 42 doors we were in, um, we were, had a trial for, um, we were, well, we were set for a trial for six months. Um, six three, months in all the 42 stores yeah okay. and that's what that was the initial proposal mm-hmm. um, three weeks um, sales were through the roof wow um, we went from 42 stores to an all door program which is 650 stores wow um, uh, were you that, able to or, or how, how were you able to cope with um, that demand because that's a huge boost in your it was a struggle it was it was the first time where we thought can we do this Okay. Um, can we do this financially? Because obviously we're we're a new company, we're a startup, yeah, we're yeah. self funded, um, and we are now supplying a giant, which was not going to pay us um, um, straight away. They're mm. going to pay you up within the net thirty days, yeah, which yeah. is standard. Yeah, yeah. Um, we because we were buying, buying and flipping stock continuously f- before that time, mm-hmm. we were able to fulfill the initial order. Okay. Um, um, just about. Okay. We were again, in the six hundred fifty stores. Yeah, yeah. How, how many units was that? Do you remember? That was probably it was a box per store. So just do the maths. Okay. It was around yeah, it was around eleven thousand cans. Okay. Yeah, eleven thousand. So still, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. But replenishment now we're, we're scratching our heads. Yeah, yeah. So so just about be able to supply. Yeah, because that means um, you need that that amount every month to exactly, come in exactly and then pay and then, your business exactly everything as well so things had to go well things had <laughs> yeah. to go well and we're, we're supplying our weekly we're supplying weekly 
things are going well. They're very happy. Mm-hmm. We're very happy. And now that continues to go away, continuously focusing on marketing and pushing the brand. Is this year one or is this now this into year is, two? This is the end of year. This is year two. This is, this is in year two. Yeah, yeah, so what was your two. first year's turnover? Our first year's turnover was £4,000. Oh, really? Yeah. First, first 12 months of trading yeah, was £4,000. Yeah, £4, and then um, this happened in year two. Yeah. What, what did you close year two on? Um, it was just... Because this happened year two, but in in addition to that, okay, um, we were we were getting some other stores and stuff, so we, oh, okay, we okay, were okay. close to about four hundred and sixty thousand pounds. <laughs> so um, you thousand percent increased yeah, your <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, which was which was four thousand times, which sorry. was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the following year from then, uh, we we went to um, four point three million, um, and then eleven million, yeah yeah, um, and then. 31 yeah and then it it continued to um, 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 the trajectory was quite well it was quite good so soon we sold into Foot Locker we then obviously sold into JD Sports Mm. and now we're in the 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 biggest two sportswear retailers worldwide Mm. so so we're still but we're still very much a UK and Europe centric brand uh, but we're in the biggest two players there are in yeah, this game. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's no bigger doors than them two. We then sold into um, other stores like Snipes. Snipes is yeah. Uh, That's uh, the store I was thinking about in Amsterdam, yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 And so, so they they again quite quite large. There's loads of stores we don't know about growing up in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. There's loads of like-minded stores in other parts of Europe. So our so inbound inquiries are coming thick and mm-hmm. fast. We then hire uh, uh, an additional two extra employees, but these guys are our friends. Mm. Uh, our friends that understand and passion have the mm. passion for us. For our, for me, it was very important uh, at this stage is have people who are passionate about the brand yeah, and yeah. passionate about the industry because that you can hear passion through the mm-hmm. phone. You can hear passion. It's like when they say you can hear a smile through the phone. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. That's it, and that's exactly what we needed. We wanted passionate guys. Um, um, so, so then we sold the footlocker, and we were very clear on our, our motto when it ended up in our office. Now is well, we will, we we want to be a brand um, that is bought, not sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we don't want to be someone that needs to oh, sell I see, us, okay. yeah? Yeah, we, need, yeah. we need a brand that, that's bought when the customer comes to you mm. um, so, so that continued to go well we supplied into JD Sports now we're supplying now into ASOS Snipes, Child Sports everywhere you can think of where where the the level of sneakers are at a certain level mm-hmm. we're supplying mm-hmm. Everyone uh, at the low end of the spectrum, we wouldn't supply. Okay. So it's higher end, but we're still very much doing. So we're not forgetting doing a collaboration with the tier two stores. Mm-hmm. So that's continuing to mm-hmm. happen because that allows us that allows us to remain current, mm-hmm. bang on trend, and still maintain that price point. Mm-hmm. So, so we continue 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 to do that. Fast forward, we then get international inquiries. Mm-hmm. International inquiries. We 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 then send to the USA. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we again again Foot Locker has three thousand stores in the USA, and six hundred in the UK. Wow. Uh, in the, in Europe, so you can see um, the the size of the US market. Mm-hmm. 
Um, um, so the US market's got some really big players. Um, so that initial order was just for the Europeans? Yes. Oh, yes. okay, okay, okay. So the 600 stores was exactly. just, just across Europe? Exactly. Okay, exactly. right, okay. So now we're, we're continuing to market. We're, we're, we're now um, working with a lot of key influencers mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're, we're signing up brand ambassadors deals. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're working with YouTubers that do vlogs. But again, the, the sneakerhead industry and the streetwear industry is it, thriving now. Mm-hmm. So we're picking up some really good influential talents. You know, we're, we're, we're getting them to endorse the brand, mm-hmm. uh, but, but they're endorsing it because they really love the products mm-hmm. as well. So we, we, we're, we're traveling the world. Mm-hmm. We're, we're now um, um, showing in exhibitions um, and, and have our mobile sneaker cleaning service where we're cleaning people's sneakers at shows mm-hmm. uh, and the success of shows was never about how much product we sold yeah, yeah. how much products uh, how much how much consumers we touch uh, and just being about we want yeah, to be yeah. the red bull of the sneaker industry yeah, uh, yeah. you've got a red bull's website it's not you won't even see a picture of the red bull can on your website mm. because it's not even about the can anymore mm. it's about all of the cool things they're doing around it's a mindset red bull exactly. is just a mindset isn't exactly it? and that's exactly what we want to be we're mm. shoe care how exciting can we make shoe care mm. we, we sponsor every single worldwide sneaker show there is in the world and we're headline sponsors everywhere you think about there's a sneaker event or show crypto yeah yeah and um, we we have we have brand ambassadors now from delhi alley to dj Khali. Um, mm. We 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 work with uh, we've got we're, we've got a license deal um, with, with the NBA. So again, working with people at the NBA is they're not going to put their name next to yours yeah, unless yeah. The, the, the brand doesn't resonate. Um, um, so we we we're licensed for the NBA where we where we create co-branded product during game time. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball has been a massive sport uh, and for our, for our customers worldwide. Um, we then were licensed, also licensed holder for New Era, where we collaborated with New Era to create a headwear protection spray. Oh, wow. Caps. Um, and then we continue to grow quite significantly at this point. So we're growing quite well. Our marketing through the roof. Mm-hmm. We won a Draper's Award for our marketing. Um, again, every single marketing, PR, content creation, marketing activity is done in-house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't use any external agencies because we knew what what we wanted to do. What we were doing hasn't been done before. Mm. So we were very clear on what we wanted to position. We we then sold to fifty two countries in the world. Um, things went things continued to grow quite significantly and and we we as as a company grew um, quite significantly and then Alhamdulillah we were now we were then uh, featured in the Sunday Times um, as the second fastest growing independent business in the UK wow um, and in financial times as a fastest growing fashion brand in the whole of Europe um, so again a shoe care brand that has has challenged the status mm. quo uh, was of course, very humbling for us because every time we speak to someone said what you guys did with shoe care couldn't, can't, we can't even believe it yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then subsequently since then being a very well respected brand within the industry um we we wanted to create a consumer facing um, store uh, for our customers to come into and, and ha- get get the sneaker cleaned and mm. like a sneaker dry cleaning service. So we so we opened up a shop just off Tottenham Court Road um, and just behind Oxford Street um, in London um, 
and we wanted to create dry cleans everywhere. But we thought, how, how exciting can that still be? Mm-hmm. Like someone's going to come in day, they will drop off the shoe for sneakers, mm-hmm. and it was very transactional, and there's not much engagement inside the store. So what we decided to do is we 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 with our with our passion for sneakers we wanted to create a sneaker boutique mm-hmm. which had the rarest sneakers in the world right so we then the brand presented by was born um, right, so okay. presented by was was a sneaker boutique and back of house within that store was a sneaker dry cleaning service so we opened the store and the store done really really well uh, we had Neymar shopping in the store. We had That's crazy. we had Tory Lanez shopping in the store. We had Freddie Flintoff, Ian Wright. So so again, it became a celebrity destination mm. because what we did with that store is we, we spent um, a really good focus around again anything we do is about premium brand positioning. Mm. So we created a premium atmosphere um, for the consumer to come in, know they're buying authentic sneakers. And know that it's a safe environment for them to spend their money. Mm-hmm. The, the whole fit out. We we worked with a a, a um, architect, um, which is an award winning architect based out of um, Barcelona, mm-hmm. which we commissioned specifically to um, to fit out our store and come up with a story where we wanted to lead the consumer by emotion. We wanted the consumer to come in and actually be taken right. t- taken by. We've all done it. We've all gone to. Um, another country going to a really nice store probably knowing you're spending a bit too much here but yeah, you just yeah, accept yeah. it <laughs> you just accept it because right I'm on holiday yeah, I'm yeah. in a nice store this I can expect to pay a bit yeah, more yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to haggle because this is what it is exactly and you're, you're taken you're, you're, you're consumed by the, by that it's almost like you like the, the the retailer deserves my money. Exactly. You know what I mean? They, exactly. You know what? I've had a great experience. Exactly. I've had a great time. They've exactly. done a great job with this. Exactly. Here you go. And that, and that, and that was, and, that, and I think, I think if some of your listeners know the store or have ever visited it, you can see that the, the customer experience angle of our store is quite significant. It's, it, you, there's no other sneaker store that, that has the, this um, uh, this appeal. Uh, like what we built there, mm-hmm. uh, we want we were finalists on the best interior design footwear store. Wow. Um, we we then um, the the store done really well. For example, in 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 August alone, uh, a sneaker store. This is mm-hmm. a sneaker store. August alone, uh, the, the the store turned over a million dollars in one month. Uh, Presented by <laughs> exactly. Because I was going to ask you, yeah. like, <laughs> I was actually going to say. Is, is the store more for brand awareness? No, no. It's, so it's actually a revenue generating it's, it's, it's asset. A very, it's, it's a, it's a very, um, um, well, it's a, it's a very profitable store. Yeah. But more importantly, you know, it, it's, it's, it's challenging the status quo. When we sell shoes in our, in our presenting restaurant from 300 pound to 150,000 pound. Um, so a lot of people raise their eyebrows. Mm. Well, that's I have my eyebrows. I have literally. <laughs> but, but if you look at well, what shoe was that? Um, it's a Mike Mike. Um, okay. It's a Mike Mike Back to the Future self lacing. Okay, I was gonna yeah. Self lacing shoes. So so there's a lot of really rare trainers yeah, yeah. that are out in the market. How many of those are there? You know, um, fifty. Fifty. Yeah. There's fifty. I think Rick Ross has got one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have three. We have three of them. Yeah. And it's and, that just shows the level of exactly. You know what I mean? And, and back in the day, if you don't know much about sneakers, yeah, it's, yeah. it is ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. If you know about sneakers, you know that. 
it's not unlikely for, for a trainer to sell for a thousand, two thousand, three thousand. Yeah, I mean, Yeezy's exactly. easily would go for that. Exactly. So, uh, so, so it's not. Yeah. So, so, but again, it's just about changing the social norms of society. Um, it's perfectly acceptable mm. to spend millions of pounds um, on, on an art on an art painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not acceptable to spend a few thousand on shoes. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and because socially and men- we're mentally conditioned to accept that's just a normal thing yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. But now how sneakers is going, that, that that is very much normal in our industry. I was going to say, when you were telling your story and, uh, you know, you got to 2012, 2013, and you mentioned about how Instagram was so influential. In my head, as you were saying that, I was thinking that this is... Protect is almost um, the archetypal brand where it's the right time for a brand like this to solve this problem. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it's like, imagine 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you telling your dad or you telling an uncle that like, buy this, dad, buy this can so I can keep my trainers clean. It's even like, yeah. you know what I mean? Trust like, me, it's, go it's, away. it's... But there's more money in the economy now, people, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's more of a focus on uh fashion but then there's also this other element on the other side where you're like people want to take care of the things yeah, they yeah. don't want to be wasteful yeah, yeah you know what yeah. i mean so it's like you're buying very expensive trainers which some people would look at like oh why are you spending that much money but then at least you're taking care of them at least you're treating them well and you're protecting them so definitely it's like, you know what i mean it's the right time and i think i think if you talk about social responsibilities now where sustainability is is is, is a massive part of of the world mm-hmm. and, and a social responsibility we have as a company mm-hmm. around sustainability we are a sustainable brand and I'll say we're a sustainable brand purely because of the fact that we how much landfill um, is taken up or, or of shoes being thrown away um, and, yeah. and, and we we provide a, a range of products we, we spoke about the can initially but now we've got we've got a product range of more than 15 different products that answer every single question that you need around shoe care mm-hmm. and it's all all about restoring and keeping your trainers and your sneakers last longer mm-hmm. so again let be less wasteful on the planet so so for us was was again we uh, as presented by withborn mm-hmm. we then with that store carried on opening new stores so we now um, opening a store in dubai mall nice uh, mexico city um, we have a have a partnership with um, Harvey Nichols, where we have a concession in Harvey Nichols. We have a partnership with here in London. Uh, here in London, wow, okay. With, uh, Doha, Qatar, um, and um, also in Birmingham. Um, we we have got a, um, a, a a deal with a, a Le Bon Marché in Paris, mm-hmm. where we have a concession in, in the outlet. So mm. you can see already, we're only working with very luxury mm. retailers and departmental stores that also complement our brand image. Um, so, so presented by again, that, that's a, that, that's another segment of the group because mm-hmm. um, the, the group of companies we hold is is Undercover Brothers Group, mm-hmm. uh, and under that we have um, Crep Protect, mm-hmm. the more notable brand we have presented by, which is our, our own retail mm-hmm. stores. We have a brand brand called Collect, mm-hmm. where once we started to work on presented by, we started to see how big this market is in reality, and we're touching consumers who walk inside the store and then we realize how big is the online market so we then acquired um, uh, and, and bought uh, one of the Europeans largest online um, uh, sneaker marketplaces which mm. was based out of Cologne Germany mm-hmm. um, the undercover brothers um, purchased 
that company and now we we operate and manage that company how much um, how much was the valuation of that company when you bought it um i can't say okay uh, I, I i can't say uh, it was in the millions okay uh, i can't i can't say uh, because it affects uh, uh, other no. plans um, no that's fine. the reason i asked that question and and you you mentioned that it was in the the reason i asked that question is because some of the, one of the other things that really stands out to me about yourself and your brothers and and the way that you're moving forward in business in general is um is very counterintuitive to what general people think about money and the way and 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 later on after towards the end I'd like to talk to you more about money and finance and stuff like that but it sounds very much that throughout your journey you understand that you need to invest money in order to make money yeah. you can't just keep money keep it in no, and you know st- stick it within that one business model either you need to invest and diversify 100%, 100%. And, that, and that's what we've done and mm-hmm. that's what we've done but what we've done it we've done it within speaking to the same type of consumer yes yeah and that and that and that, and that was that was very key so you're us. you're focusing on an ecosystem exactly yeah. and, and that's very good for us because in terms of the knowledge we have here mm. and the marketing uh, the marketing team we have here we can have a shared services model yeah, so yeah. essentially we could have one video but plug in all of our brands yeah because uh, we're actually speaking to the same consumer and then we saw the the online market be quite massive. Mm-hmm. So then we purchased Europeans' largest um, sneaker marketplace where we connect buyers and sellers mm-hmm. of authentic shoes. We are the intermediary body in between. We authenticate the shoes, we send it back out to the buyer, and we take our commission. Um, so it's almost uh, so it's almost like the online market. We've got the retail, we're presented by the online market. We have is collect. Um, and we continue to grow that business. We we newly just appointed um, the CEO, our new CEO of the Collect business, mm-hmm. um, just a few weeks ago, um, to to really drive that business and 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 have a vision of um, world domination um, around that. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, which was a very was a milestone for us, was we are also license holders for the brand Adidas. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we manufacture and sell every single Adidas branded shoe care item there is in the world. Um, so every single um, Adidas shoe care item you will see um, it is manufactured and sold by the Amazon Brothers. Wow! Um, again, for, uh, that was that was testament for the work mm. for for the recognition Crepe got because obviously um, Adidas recognised Crepe being the leading in, in premium shoe care uh, and they. Uh, uh, and they gave us um, this shoe care business to essentially manage. Um, so, so again, we, we we continue to grow that side of the business as well. So, essentially, as, as a group, um, you make your job your hobby. That way, you're never mm. working. So, so for us, it's, it's we love what we do. We continue to thrive, um, um, and and more importantly, um, um, being Muslim is 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 is, is, is a is a big part of our day to day lives. Um, we 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 always um, uh, we're thankful to the Almighty for for the blessings given. Yes, we can we can talk about how great decisions we made along the way, but more importantly, we know nothing um, is 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 granted without the Almighty allowing it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for us, it's just to continue within this trajectory, mm-hmm. um, and and. We're very passionate about what we do, and we're very hands-on. 
So, so us as brothers, we are here every single day. We are still very much customer facing. We we look after our clients directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we don't have a a massive senior leadership team where where uh, and 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 we 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 basically sitting on the beach. <laughs> it's 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 very much of a, mm. this is what we do. This is what we've built, um, and essentially we we're, we're very much hands on and we're always accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always accessible. We we. We like to create an environment where we're always accessible to our uh, to our employees, uh, but more importantly, other people who who we're not going to sit here and pretend to be the best business guys in the world. Uh, we worked on our passion and it worked really well, mm-hmm. and we can tell people what worked for us. Uh, but we what we won't do is is uh, speak to people that we know better. Mm-hmm. We don't. That's 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 really amazing. And um, one of the things that uh, that you touched upon there is kind of keeping that humility. Um, and, and obviously you touched on the fact that at the very forefront of your mind is always the fact that you're Muslim and therefore the decisions that you're making are, are guided between, you know, is this halal, is this haram, you know, is this going to be right or wrong, etc. Um, so, you know, for a lot of people, when they are thinking about uh, business in general, um, and I think with Muslims in particular, we tend to use religion almost like an ATM machine where, okay, I've given this much charity. Why is, why have I not got it back? Uh, you know, I've done this for someone, you know, there's an, there's a certain expectation that people tend to have when they do things like I've started a business, I've got a website. Why am I not making sales, et cetera, et cetera. What would you say, um, is, you know, if, if there's just one kind of piece of advice that you would give to, to people about business in general, about creating a successful business in general. Um, I've got my own take on, on from what you said, um, but what would you say is the best piece of advice that you could give someone to create a successful business? Um, it, it's difficult to, to say in, in, in specific because it, it's situational, mm-hmm. uh, but, but generally for us it's about being very grounded. Um, us as brothers have been very grounded um, like you said before, you, you didn't you didn't know about us. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I I agreed to do this podcast purely because uh, uh, we're in the month of Ramadan, mm-hmm. and, and I want to make sure that even if one person can benefit from 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 this podcast, um, uh, and and uh, and our, and our uh, whether it's a Muslim brother or sister can can benefit from anything that I've said that allows them to excel in their life, or mm-hmm. for us, and then that will count that as sadaqah. So, so, so for us, it's it's very much about being grounded, not being distracted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, again, we, we we are Muslim. We like to lead this the, this company um, um, as Muslims. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. There's many things that we need to improve and uh, and, and rectify, which we're constantly aware of, and we continue to to do. Uh, but but what's important is for how other people see us, mm-hmm. um, and, and we, we like we like to be seen. Um, uh, as, as from our employees, we've got a few reverts in this building mm, sure. uh, we, we, who have who have who have fallen in love with the religion through work, and that is and that for us it's it's, it's so humbling to see. We 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 do jamaat in the warehouse, and, mm-hmm. and that is honest and loud here. It's 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 an environment where people are uncomfortable. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we have people from all faiths in this building, but we want people to be uh, look at Muslims and, and, and say, to be honest, yeah, Muslims are sound people to work mm. with, and they, they, they have morals, um, they have principles, mm-hmm. uh, and to be honest, whatever I hear, whatever I've worked with, so, and it, it's very important for to change that mindset because then when they when they leave this business when they go home to speak to their parents it's 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 knowing that we can represent if we can represent a certain section of Muslims mm. and, and and Muslims to 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 increase um, 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 a positive awareness uh, it's really good mm-hmm. so so the advice will really be to be just to, just to stay grounded. We, we as brothers, yes, we, we, we came across some successes, um, but it's important for us as um, a personal profile was a, was never a focus for us. Um, it, it's important to surround yourself with positive people mm-hmm. and surround yourself with people you can learn from. Yeah, it's, 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 I've, I've, I've surrounded myself with my brothers, mm-hmm. my brother's friends, and I've always learned from people. I've always learned from people. Um, but as as people get into business and and, and and the business becomes successful, there's so many distractions that come your way. There's so many distractions, things that will slow you down or, or make you take your eye off the ball. Mm. Um, but testament for 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 us was the fact that there's three of us. If one, if one's getting distracted, the yeah, other yeah, two yeah. will bring them in line. So <laughs> it's uh, it's. Um, Alhamdulillah, it's been a good journey. The journey's not over yet. Yeah. Uh, we've got big plans um, to carry on growing this vision. Alhamdulillah, to this day, we still remain a 100% independent company. We don't have any investors. We don't have any external shareholders. We're still very much independently owned by myself and my two brothers, uh, which allows us to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and more importantly, it's, it's being accessible. Uh, being accessible. If, if, if people... Um, we mentor uh, a few, um, uh, a few people where we just want to give back. Mm-hmm. We just want to give back. Look, we um, there, there's many there's many things that have been good to us mm-hmm. during our time, which allowed us to excel. Um, we're not going to sit here and say, "Yep, everything we done was perfect." Is because mm-hmm. we're so damn good at our job. Is why <laughs> yeah. we're here. It's, it's, we're not going to we're not going to pretend. Um, uh, we have been supported by by positive light minded people who gave us a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to do the same. Um, so, so yeah. That, that's really incredible, mashallah. The, the I guess just to kind of um, to to end uh, this podcast, we we've been here for about an hour forty. Um, to be honest with you, bro, like uh, generally speaking, like I could say all day and, and ask a million questions, but um, you know, I know that uh, you don't have the time for that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, just to kind of end things off here. I mentioned that um, I wanted to ask you about money. So you've, like I said, you've kept yourself grounded. You, you, you've kept your kind of feet on the ground whenever you've been making decisions. You've grown the business. Um, you haven't taken in any money any from external investors. It's always been the money that's generated from the product, from the business, yeah. goes back into the business, and, and, and that's how it's grown. So when you think of money, um, in fact, let me let me frame this another way. Those who don't have businesses, who haven't started businesses, that want businesses, um, generally speaking, have low financial intelligence. Um, that that's quite an easy thing for me to say because anyone with high financial intelligence will always have some form of money yeah. in savings yeah, or whatever yeah, it may yeah, be, yeah. right? So, 
what can you teach people about the nature of money? Is it something that, you know, we should be worried about? Is it something that we should keep and, you know, only put in when we know that we're going to get a certain result? You know, how do you think of money? When money's coming in, you made 31 million last year. When you look at that, do you think, wow, I'm going to buy a yacht, you know, I'm going to buy a jet or what do you think when that type of money comes in and how um, do you manage that? Again, it, um, I don't want to patronize anyone or think it, 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 it probably is easy for me to say because Alhamdulillah, and like I said, the journey of the business has been quite successful. So I'm not going to say it's not about money. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, people go into business to be in, in, in more sound and more a more stable financial surroundings. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that is not to even play down that card. That, mm-hmm. that, it, that, that, that's life. Uh, that's life for us it was very much about we focus on the inputs mm-hmm. we didn't focus on the outputs we were very focused on what we're putting in in terms of the brand awareness mm-hmm. the marketing the premium brand positioning we knew we put the inputs in and the outputs would follow oh, I, we gave up we, we were all staying in one house in my mom's house mm-hmm. and so we were very focused on the inputs if we were too focused on the outputs we would have mm-hmm. got distracted and the inputs would suffer so if you if you look at I think I, I read something where um, um, the the British Olympic rowing team, um, where the, the coach uh, the coach told um, the team, yeah, listen, anything you do, you need to just focus on. Is it gonna allow the boat to go faster? Don't wow. worry about anything else. Yeah. So anything you eat, anything you do, your lifestyle, whatever you choose to do socially, is it gonna allow the boat to go faster? If it's not. And don't do it again if you look at that video of the of, of, of the rowing team and, and actually see when, when they won it was um they weren't even looking up to see where the competitors were it was we just focus on making the row that the boat go faster and they continued to do that continue that and then they won and they looked around so actually we won because they were very focused on the inputs mm. if you focus on winning and you focus on the outputs mm. you got to order wrong and you will, you will get distracted. Mm. So, so, so for us, it's, 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 we, we, alhamdulillah, create, um, create lifestyle brands that are premium. We create brands from the start. Mm. And for us, it's about being influential within the sector. Mm-hmm. We continue to build brands and, and, and we want people to look back and, and, and see us as a group be have have a big part to play in the sneaker industry yeah it's all about influence for us now mm. um um yes we 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 don't have extravagant spending habits mm. uh, uh, we do have passion we do like cars mm-hmm. definitely uh we 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 live we live um uh, a comfortable lifestyle but more importantly it's not a lifestyle which we like to promote or mm-hmm. or want people um, um, to, to, to show mm. or, or anything like that we, we're very much focused on the business the mm-hmm. business is is the face uh, the business is the face and um, we we continue to focus on the business so that grows and, and, and allows us to have more influence um, if we generate more money in business we will invest in business more mm. uh, we, we will acquire new businesses it's, it's, it's essentially what we're about mm. um, so so it's hard it's hard to um, um, for everyone to relate to it, and it's it's, it's but the, the main takeaway would be is focusing inputs. 
if you focus about right, I want to make loads of money, then then to be honest, you're you're already clouded. Mm. You're already clouded because that's not allowing you then to make the right business decisions. It's it's right. What is it that you want to do? Yeah, we wanted to create a shoe care product that we knew that wasn't. There's no there's no excitement around shoe care. Mm. We're going to create one, and what we're going to do, we're gonna just going to focus on building a premium brand. Everything we do, does it allow us to sell our can for £10? Mm-hmm. And people to say that's there. And that was our focus. We didn't pay ourselves for two years. Mm-hmm. Two years was all at my mum's house. <laughs> so we didn't do that. So we're very focused. Um, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it continues to grow the yeah, business. Yeah. And we, we, we've, got, we've, got, we've got big plans. And, and just to kind of um, cap things off here, uh, well, actually, I was gonna, I was gonna say because you're saying how you like trainers and you like, to, you're taking care of trains, you're cleaning them, and then you, you came up with Crow Protect. Is there anything in the future for a car, car protecting? For, uh, we're actually really good friends with uh, Afsal Khan. Uh, uh, we, we, we actually. We're, oh, Project Khan. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, 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 we're personal friends, uh, and and yeah, not to say too much. We are cooking something up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are we are cooking something up. Um, um, but yeah, it's 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 we're very much hands on in the business still. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very much here every single day, Monday to Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, testament to our the support that uh, we've had. We're speaking just for myself. Uh, the support my wife's given me. Uh, I've got three kids, mashallah, as well. So it's 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 managing home life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying around the world, uh, running the business. Um, um, but the support we've had from from family and uh, and and our wives has been uh, has been significant, mm-hmm. uh, and they've and they've they've uh, they've put up they've put up with this uh, the hustle and bustle, uh, which which obviously uh, special, jazakallah mm-hmm. to them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, my final two questions they are separate questions but um, I've been saying that this is my last question for the last 15 minutes so <laughs> I, I thought I'd just give uh, them to you straight so the first question is um, what is the vision now for not only Protect but Undercover Brothers and, and the different businesses that, that yeah, you operate and then the final question that I have is you mentioned that you're a father of three what advice um are you now giving to your children in terms of not necessarily business, but just life advice for the, for for your kids that others can benefit from as well? Um, so, so touching the first point um, in terms of what's our vision is, um, our vision as a brand is um, to to continue to grow. Um, we we've had significant growth um, uh, as a brand. Um, the 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 group. Um, in, value is quite significant and we we want to just continue to build influence um, we want to be very influential within the sneaker industry mm-hmm. and we want to be known as uh, as, as the brothers that pioneered um, shoe care but subsequently took streetwear to um, to the masses in a beauty level um, we we would like to work with um, um, other um, more notable worldwide brands um, but more importantly, it's 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 just the developing the business we have, and uh, no and uh, no uh, no stretch we're we're done. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been what we've had. It's unprecedented. We've been in business for seven years, seven years since we founded this company, and it's and the growth is it's it's not flattening. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about me maintaining that growth, but more importantly, um, making sure we continue to innovate and we don't sit here comfortably. Uh, we have to continue to uh, uh, innovate and, uh, and not be complacent. So that's what we continue to do, and that's our focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we don't have um, uh, any other crazy ideas coming up. Uh, we do let you know, um, but more importantly, there's a lot of excitement uh, within. The individual brands and mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of new things coming out within individual brands new partnerships um, new messages and strategies around sustainability um, and, and, and and really just expansion worldwide expansion mm-hmm. um, so that's that's in terms of our, of our sh- short to medium plans because you're almost even though you've achieved so much success Almost still in your infancy, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of people say, oh, "What are you guys going to do? What's your plan? What's your exit strategy?" Yeah, yeah. We don't have one. <laughs> we don't have one. We're, <laughs> we're, we're 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 quite comfortable in what we're doing at the moment. Uh, we don't really have an exit plan, uh, but more importantly, in terms of what we want to instill in our children, my, my kids are young, to mm-hmm. be honest. So, um, they they uh, got a five year old, um, a three year old, and a eleven month uh, baby. So it's it's. Um, they're still young, but what's important for me is for them to be grown up um, um, and just understand the, the correct values. And that's important, and not and and, and not be um, uh, distracted with um, with uh, the resources they will have around them or, or do have around them at the moment. Um, um, I don't. I, I, I tend not to um, um, have my kids um, focus around particular brand names or anything like that because. That's something that they don't need to be exposed to at this stage. Um, it's not. It's not something that I don't. I think will give them any benefit. Um, uh, but more importantly, just just driving um, uh, religion into the day to day life. Uh, being good Muslims. Uh, any any parent. Um, wants Sorry, just that, that was such a profound and deep point that I just wanted to, to go back to that actually. Because you're saying that you do, you don't basically you know you don't drip your kids out in Gucci and everything no, like that, right? Definitely not. And, and as you said that, that's so interesting because that is 100% solely, completely the parent's ego, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When you're, yeah, when you're, when you're yeah, doing yeah, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Thinking, because the kids don't care. You yeah, exactly. put them in wherever. Exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like um, um, my kids growing up, they, they never had chocolates or, or mm-hmm. sweets. And a lot of people say, oh, look. It's like, depriving them. It's like my <laughs> He's never tasted it before. So yeah. how would they know what they're missing out on? Uh, that's the same thing as as as, as, as um, branding. Yes, it's accessible, but I think that that gives them no benefit. And having them focus on the wrong things at an early stage, it doesn't do them any favors. Mm. So again, it's it's about focusing on the inputs um, and not the outputs. Uh, and and for, for for kids, it's just to be grown up around uh, in an environment where um, they stay grounded again mm. and not judge anyone else uh, because they're less off. Or anything like that. Mm. So that is, uh, as a parent, is something that we 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 focus on and we manage quite closely. Um, and and just and just and thank the thank the Almighty for um, everything uh, that has been granted. Mm. Um, everything that um, what's it called um, uh, that has allowed us um, to even have the mental capacity. Mm. Um, so just going back to everything we do is just a stem from religion and. And going back to that, um, and that that's, that's that's quite important. And, and I think that's um, you know your advice in terms of in business actually good advice in terms of religion as well is 
Just focus on your own yeah, inputs, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Focus on your own inputs. Don't worry about the reward tomorrow that you're yeah, going to yeah. get for the prayer today. And, and even in business, uh, a lot of people say, oh, look, um, um, I, I took advice off this person who's got 30 years of experience. To be honest, that's not... I, I, that's Sometimes the 30 years of experience yeah, is outdated now, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, and, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it, it doesn't really work yeah. nowadays. It's, 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 um, I, once, uh, I, I once was told um, by, by someone who wiser than me was... Um, uh, I went. I went to him. I said, "No, the person got thirty years experience." He said, "No, he doesn't. He's got one year's experience thirty times." So that, wow. so, so that, yeah. so that was quite a powerful statement that then led me to believe that no, oh, you learn for that year, and then mm. it carried on repetitive for the next twenty nine years. So the innovation actually happened in the first year. So, so mm. for, for for me, I would always say, and what my brothers always say to anyone we speak to is, don't always follow a traditional route. Yeah, don't don't let don't let what's already out there. Right? We, we this trains us up one hundred fifty thousand pounds. No one would have said that was normal. Mm. Yeah, don't always follow a traditional route. Make your own. Don't follow a path. Make your own trail. And that and that's and that's very important because, like I said, if we listened to what was out in Shuka, we wouldn't have created crypto tech. Mm. Yeah, we, we we it's always sometimes doing something unorthodox and and and, and not traditional. Mm. Um, is is actually will, will allow you to break away from the pack um, and, ch- and challenge the status quo. Cool, Naman. Look, thanks so much for your time, bro. It's been uh, over an hour fifty now, and uh, I'm sure this is probably the longest interview you've had. <laughs> yeah, probably. So yeah. uh, I'm uh, fasting as well. So you owe me. Uh, you owe me iftar. iftar. Yeah, I don't mind, bro. Just <laughs> let me know anytime, inshallah, bro. So look, thanks so much for your time, bro. Uh, for everybody who's listening, um, the person you just heard. Uh, has you know created a hugely successful business please uh, you know take in the the conversation that we've just had and uh, you know for Naman's sake uh, you know use utilize it so that uh, you know there's benefit that you gain from it which is is what he's looking out of this so um, Naman thanks so much for your time bro once again and uh, yeah uh, for everybody who's watching or listening make sure you subscribe like the video and share it with uh, all of your friends this was episode 19 of the Riz podcast Thank <laughs> you.